welcome guys back to the collab season one episode nine thank you guys so much for joining us my name is josiah here with the one and only pastor nate hey, there we go let's go we nate has so many names go through all the names that you have right now bishop Burdine, yes sir future nate nady b nady b on the track uh what else i don't think i think that's really it nathaniel if you call me nathan we'll have to fight yeah someone called me nathan the other day i don't know it was yesterday and it irked my just soul. pastor pastor um Burdine. yeah Ooh, that one that. that one's a bad one too Unless you're my football coach. Yeah. He only calls me Verdine. If you're your football coach, you yeah. can call you anything. Or you just call me Nate. <laughs> I like Nate. Yeah. I'm cool with I Nate. I like Josiah, too. I, I, this is what's weird to me when I'm in, like, in public and people just come up to me like, hey, Pastor Nate. I'm like, you can call me by Nate. It's <laughs> it's fine. I get I get it. I see it. Maybe when I'm older, I'll be like, bestow the glory upon me. But now I'm like, Nate, Nate can be my name. That's fine. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> people were saying my full name. I mean... Most most people call me Joe here, but new people like call me Josiah. But I like I like Josiah. I don't not like Joe. But when people say your full name, you're like, "Hi, you're awesome." I remember <laughs> I was somewhere the other day, and someone goes, "Oh, so you know Josiah, right?" And I was like, "Who the heck is that?" You're you're thrown. You're yeah. like, what I was the? like, "No," because I only yep. call you Joe. Yeah, which is hilarious. Which a lot of people do, <laughs> but. Welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> we are back in the stew. Let's go. Today, we are talking about the future of the church. And when I was looking at that title, I was thinking about the topic. We're not necessarily talking about what will the church look like in the future, but we're talking about the younger generation. We're talking about Gen Z, Gen Alpha. They will be the future of the church. And so if you're listening today and you're like, oh, okay, I'm excited what the, what their views on how many LED screens are going to be in the future of the church, <laughs> or is it all going to be online? Hmm. We're not necessarily talking about that. I mean, we can dive into that if you want, but we're really focusing on this, this generation that we pastor and we lead. We're youth pastors in Tacoma at a church called Life Center. We love what we do and we want to empower them to have more conversations like this where it's transparent, it's honest, and it's, it's, we move towards growth, we move towards more collaboration. So talking about the future of the church, um, a couple of weeks ago, you were at a summer camp preaching. I, like, I preached last night at a summer camp one time, and I was like, man, that was awesome. That was great. I can't believe you did five, <laughs> four nights? Four nights. Four nights at a summer camp. Yeah. One day I'll be on your level, <laughs> be on the circuit like Nady B. But... I would love to start there. Yeah. What did you see at the camp that you were at from an outsider perspective? Like yep. these aren't our students, these, this isn't our church, but we come in to preach and we get to hang out with these students. Yeah. What do you see in that generation? Um, yeah, let's start there. Yeah, I think, and one thing for me is I love, uh, it was funny, they asked me before I spoke at the camp, hey, do you want to hang out with us? I was like, <laughs> that's such a weird question. Cause I'm just come from a young life background. I yeah. come from a highly relational background. So I was like, <clears throat> Of course, I want to hang out with you guys. So I hung out with them every time, played basketball. We went to all their events. And something I realized is that um, these, uh, a lot of the younger people, they just want to, they, they just want to love Jesus. Yeah. That's straight up. Like they don't really care about all the extra stuff, all the game. I mean, the games are cool. All that stuff is fun, but they just want to love Jesus. Um, and also, they will talk however they want in the church. Hmm. It's something I I realized. <laughs> uh, like we're playing basketball, and these kids are dropping all types of bombs. But but then in 10 yeah. minutes later, they're in the the, uh, the altar <laughs> like this. And I'm like, what? And I think it's one thing is that I think 
a lot of I know a lot of times we're talking about the church as an unsafe place, uh, but I think a lot of kids now are seeing the church as their only safe place. Uh, and the, what they do is they call it staycation. And so they just go to the, uh, the church all day and then they just go home at night. So when I went back to my hotel, they went back to their homes. And so, and then they come back to the church. Uh, but the coolest story that I have from there is there was this kid, uh, I'll just call him Jay for short. And he was adopted. Uh, he was uh, bl- a black, black student and he had the same upbringing as me, uh, father, couple father issues those different things and we just connected and it was cool because the the thing about this kid is he never had his shirt on no matter what (laughs) we're in chapel we're in public never had a shirt on it was hot though but some but seeing in him and seeing in these kids is they also they love each other yeah they are about each other more than anything and so I'm like how can we I know it's like, why do we utilize everyone's gifts? But how can we utilize that? Like Mm -hmm. these kids love each other. Yeah. Like they barely know each, but that was cool. That's what I love about this. And that's why I thought about like, even for like what we do and like for what I do, even with my family is they're just so connected. We did a car wash. People were pulling up. Everyone knew everybody. I know it's a smaller town, but everyone knew everybody. People would get out the car and help start washing the car. Like, I don't know. I just love the community aspects and that they were about each other. Um, but that they were safe. Like the fact that these kids were dropping like bombs and the leaders didn't correct them at first. And I, I started talking, I was like, why aren't you correcting these kids? And he's like, they're here. Like, I'm not going to start changing how they act. Like that's going to happen when we start, when you start speaking and we're in the, in the chapel doing worship and stuff. So it was dope. Yeah. It's so funny. I think even with our students, like like they, you see, like even after summer camp, like yeah. you see how much love they have for each other and like through time and building relationships, obviously, like how they love us and like, you know, put our arms around us or like touch our head or like hug us or whatever. It's like, they're like very like physical. I mean, like not in a weird way, but like in a very affectionate, loving way, mm-hmm. always wanting to like put your arm like, Hey, how you doing y'all? Like, yeah. right? I'm like, what's up? Man? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of funny, Yeah. but you see that with, with, um, with between them and their other friends and their mm-hmm. students, like just quick to love, quick to connect, quick to like honor and respect where other people come from, which I think we struggle with, like within the adult church, the big church or the global church is just respecting people's opinions, respecting people's backgrounds, where they stand, whether they cuss or not, or whether they believe in this theology or that theology, this scripture, that scripture. We struggle with that as as you get older. Um, but these students are like, no, we love them. Like, we, see how we love that kid. The kid that no one would love, like, yeah, we love them. Let's put them in the middle. Exactly. Let's like, let's hype them up. Let's yeah. put them on our shoulders. Like they cheer, they cheer and champion better than any other generation. And it's wild. Like, it's so crazy. I'm like, I'm like, I look at it, I'm like, that's kind of weird, but I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like that is, that's different. And so, yeah, at this, at the summer camp I was at like this, the same thing, like immediately Chris and I, we walk in and first off, like these, these students, oh, they're like students of color that come up to us like, Oh, they got the drip. <laughs> they got the drip. And immediately they're hugging us, dapping yeah. us up, like pushing us around. Like, what's up? And like, I have. You don't know who I am. Exactly. <laughs> like, I could be a stranger. I <laughs> yeah. be, like, I'm a stranger. Yeah. It'd be so weird, but, like, they automatically embrace mm. both these two random strangers. Obviously, we're coming in to preach, but they just embrace us that quick. And I was like, 
this is it. Like you guys are tight. Like you guys are my guys right away. And so the quick to connect and quick to love is just, it's a beautiful thing. Um, a cool story from the sermon camp I, I was at yesterday was just the, and when I, when I think of the future of the church, I think like of these students are so expressive with how they connect with each other, mm-hmm. but they're really inside. You don't see it all the time. They are expressive in how they connect with God. Mm-hmm. And it was powerful to see that last night. And I know we're trying to create that culture within our student ministry of like, yeah, shout down the pastor. Yeah. Raise your hands in worship, jump up and down, like be expressive. And although that's not the only way to express, like that is, that is a way. Um, but these students were jumping up and down. These mm-hmm. students were like, woo. These students were waving flags. These students were like hyped for Jesus. And I was like, man, this is, this is, it was pure. Wow. Like, this is it. Like, it's it's not a distraction. It's not like, hey, you got to be at this angle in worship. It's like, there was a kid laying on his back on the stage during worship, just receiving the presence of God. And I'm like, that's wild. (laughs) But that's awesome at the same time. Just like. Uh hey that's crazy and like but the thing was the leaders were setting the standard in this like they were saying the culture and because i was like looking at the leaders they were waving flags they were jumping up and down they were doing like high knees all that stuff and like this other adult uh leader was laying she was (laughs) laying on the pews just like on her back and i'm like it was like i was thrown off i was like this is kind of crazy but to me, I was like, this is it. Hmm. This is what it looks like. The, this is what the future of the church looks like. This is the young, embracing the young generation and how they connect with God and not saying, hey, because we have done it this way, you have to do it that way. Yep. It's saying, no, express it however you want. Like, I know it sounds like, take your shirt off and worship if you want at <laughs> summer camp. Like, maybe that's, maybe you shouldn't do that. Yes, <laughs> you probably, probably shouldn't do that. But like, things like that, yeah. I'm like, wow, let them do that. Because that's, that's inside of them. And if we keep on putting a box, you know, me and my, my boxes, like, I oh, hate being put in a box. Boxes. <laughs> but if we keep putting these kids in a box and putting boundaries around how their faith should look, then it's going to look like robotic faith. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my fear with the future of the church is like, man, if we don't let these kids express their faith, how they want to, and we're all always dictating of how it should look and how you need to fit in the church. It's like, no, the church should fit to the youth. Yep. That's what, Hey, that's what we heard oh, just, yeah. co- just yeah. what, last week. Right. Yep. This idea of like, and I think you have the quote for sure, but this idea of like, we should what lean or like yeah. gear towards the young, yep. but lean into the wisdom of the old. Yep. And, and I think you have a couple stories that were shared last week yep. that I think are powerful when it comes to that idea. Mm-hmm. But I think so, so specifically, I think when you're talking about the youth or even their worship, they don't have trepidation about championing people, centering mm-hmm. people, or just saying, I'm just going to worship how I want to worship. And I think we've talked about like every 500 years is a great like yep. change in the church. Yep. And I don't know what that change is going to be, but I just feel like one, it's going to be building lists. So like, Less kids and less students are going to want to go into the buildings. Um, but also, I think it's it's going to look, uh, I, I don't have a better word, but it's just going to look weird. And I think the way it looks weird is because we've, we've, we've done, and there's nothing wrong with these things, yeah. but we've done, you know, hey, we're going to sing the hymns. We got mm-hmm. the books. We got, and then what happened? Now we start singing these contemporary songs. There's guitars, there's drums. Everyone's like, yo, what Rapping is going on? on Rapping on stage. On. And now that's kind of the norm. 
right? Okay, so now what is it going to look like in 20 years from now? Yeah. No one no one knows. Well, here's the fact of the matter. No matter what you want to say, the 14-year-old that you're like, that, that person doesn't know how to worship God or the 20-year-old, that person is too crazy or the 25-year-old where they're like, man, their life is falling apart. They're going to be our future pastors. Yo our future worship leaders, yeah. our future uh, accountants, yeah. our fu- like they are going to lead the church. Yeah. And so I think my job is to champion them even more. Yeah. Uh, yesterday at our summer sessions where we help lead uh, students um, in different ways and they help plan our gatherings, uh, we asked them multiple times, hey, who wants to do this stuff? Yeah. No one raised their hand. I was like, okay, cool. There was one kid who kept raising their hand. They were like, I'll do it, I'll do it. You know exactly who. I'll yeah. do it, I'll do it. And I was like, okay. Like, all right, you can do this. But I had to like stop in the moment and be like, okay, listen. Whatever you've seen as perfection, mm. whatever you've seen that needs to go on stage, mm. throw that out of your mind right now. Because yeah. that doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. Okay? And they're like, and I'm like, listen, I come with my own issues Josiah comes with his own things. We're all coming, and we have been called to lead these people. Yep. And the fact that you're in this room is you're being called to lead your friends. Mm-hmm. So we gonna, we need you. And they were all like, oh, okay. So then the next thing I asked them, everyone raised their hand. And I was like, oh, like they just need to be yep. encouraged and pushed to. like, Because what they see on maybe even a Sunday night when we have our gatherings yep. is they see it so tempoed. Yep. And we got it together. like. Yeah. If we were asked to do a ministry time last minute, I mean, you could hop in and just make it happen. But they're like, oh, I got to prepare. I got to do this. And I think that's also a big thing about this generation, too, though, is they're huge perfectionists. Mm. Like, if it's not done perfect, they don't really want to do it. Because they see it. Yeah. They see the best of the best through social media. So they think, man, I got to be that. And that's where that unhealthy expectation of, like, yeah, I I need to be Logan Paul if I'm doing a YouTube channel. It's like, no, you don't got to be Logan Paul. Like, you don't got to be face clan. Like, you could just, like, just be you. That's what, I mean, even, sorry, I'll let you continue. But yeah, like, no, you're good. Like, Nick Nori, like, I have so much respect for him because, like, he's doing it how he wants to do it. And exactly. it's not necessarily perfect. It's not necessarily the craziest things. But, like, he's going after what he wants yeah. unashamed. Mm-hmm. You can make fun of the raps. You can make fun of whatever. But it's like, why are you? Yeah. You're not doing it. Exactly. You're not putting yourself <laughs> out there. And that's the thing is, is I wish people could see the start of all these, of all these people. Mm. I wish people could see the beginning of all, because we only, we only focus on the success story. Yeah. We only focus on the, until like, you know, they're 50 years old and they do the like back then in their lives. Right. Like, but we only see the, the, the low stuff. Like every celebrity, you know, they started like a normal human, yep. like a normal kid, unless like they were like the Olsen twins. Like besides that, like they started as normal people yeah. like you and me. Uh, every leader you know, every pastor you know, they started normal people, had same issues. They were teenagers once, and, and they blew it. Pro- you know, like, all these different things. And I think as we think about the future of the church, us as leaders have to do a better job at letting them know, like, our beginnings and our stories yeah. and what we went through and what we came through. Because that's gonna where kids are going to be like, that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's because I saw a black man who told yeah. me his story, how he raised up, and I said, oh, I can do that. Yeah. If I never met Eddie, I would not be doing what I was doing right now. But I met him. He led me, was real with his his issues, his story, his success. And I was like, oh, I can do it. It's possible for me. And so that's why I think is we have to let them see see our holes. And that's the thing. Like Nick, like, or anyone, game, like young people now, gamers, 
Uh, we got another kid. He streams all the time. Yeah. Very low amount of viewers, but he does it every day. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do this. It's fun to me. Yeah. I love it. Who cares? Every single day. Yeah. And I, that's what I love about it is they also, they, while, while Generation Z and Gen Alpha are perfectionists, they also really don't care what you think about it. Like, if you're dissonant, they're still going to do it. Where back then, like, if I started streaming and one kid told me they hated it, I would never do it again. Because I cared. I yeah. cared what pop yeah. people thought about yep. me. But these kids? Nah, bro. <laughs> They're good. Hey, keep it going. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Got one viewer? Yeah. Keep it going. They don't care. No <laughs> viewers? Let's go. <laughs> For real. Uh, we, say this, we say this often. They're not the next generation. They're the now generation. Yep. Unpack that. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, in, the, it's in the phrasing. But so often we're, we're saying, okay, all right, you're up next. You do it later on. You do it later on. Uh, that's not how life works and it's not how it should work. Uh, because if we don't get them now, they're not going to be here. Later. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't going to be here in the next generation. I have so many Let's friends go. of mine who were following Jesus, who middle school, high school were yep. about it. And leadership, some leadership wasn't great. Uh, they didn't care that much. And they were kept telling like, you'll, you'll change the game in five years. But now in five years, like, I'm not saying they're living sad lives, but they're not living the best life that they could not be living. To not connected to church, not connected to even a leader that loves yeah. Jesus, like n- none of that. They're out here, and I don't want to say wiling, but like they're just out here yeah. living life and depressed. And I'm getting, fo- you know, I get phone calls from a bunch of them. Uh, it's funny. They usually text me on my birthday, which is weird. And like, how you doing? Like, can we, can we, can we link up and chat? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And sometimes when I listen to the, the, these friends, their lives are, are so sad. And they never bring up Jesus because they don't think they need Jesus. Yeah. But their lives are, are so sad um, because no one told them that they could have done it when they were 13, mm-hmm. when they were 14, when they were 15. Uh, oh, I want to preach. Oh, no, nah, you just you do you do the you'll do the offering. Like, I don't know. Yesterday I was like, you know what? We need a student to preach. Yeah. We need to teach a student to preach for 22 minutes. Just get up there. They might say some foul, crazy things, but just that they can do it. You know, we've had a couple of students that are like, I want to be a worship pastor or a pastor. Bet. Well, let's have you hang out with me and Josiah one day and see what we do. See if you actually want to do it. I don't know. I just think so often we're we're telling kids they're up next and we keep telling them they're up next. And I used to have this tension in my heart when I wasn't a youth pastor for like all my life was I was like, man, when, when's my turn? Yep. When am I going to go? Yeah. When do I get to do this stuff? Yeah. And now I'm in it, and I'm like, shoot, I wish I w- would have waited a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think so often is yeah. like, we got to let we gotta let people see, because their kids are getting impatient. Yeah. And if we don't help them get into what they want to now, yep. they're going to keep changing. Yep. That's what you get kids that change careers every other year, every other year. So, and and a lot of students today, like a lot of students who have graduated that I've known today, they're terrified of what's next. Because yep. they, they, they were never told that they can start figuring that out yep. right now. They're told, just wait. Oh, it's not that. It is not a big, it's not a rush, but also tell them that they can lead and change the world now. Yeah. It's, it's that balance of like fan the flame right now exactly. or else the flame may die out. But at the same time, have patience within the flame being built. Yep. It's like, you may not, like, we're going to do the best we can to, to fan the flame of, like, your passion, your desire, your, your hopes and dreams. But at the same time, like, we have to have patience in letting that fire get bigger and bigger and hotter and hotter until you, like, reach, reach your goals. But if we don't fan the flame right now, then it's too late. It's funny. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I mean, y'all are having a kid, right? Like, yep. you're not going to get mad at your sweet baby 
when they can't walk yep. as soon as they're born. Yeah. Like you don't get mad about that. <laughs> and you won't get mad when they can't speak English, right? Like in a couple months in, like you don't get frustrated yeah. about that. But it's funny. These kids are learning in such a, right? Cause the kids learn everything. They don't even know they exist. Yeah. And so it's funny when we have teenagers who are 11, 12 that are learning about this crazy world of racism, sexism, bigotry. I mean, all these different things. And, and we're like, figure it out right now. Yep. And we're not giving them any handles to the world. So, of course, they're going to run into other things that give them handles. Yep. And we don't give them any handles. And we get mad at them. Get it right. It's mm-hmm. like, no, let them learn. But let them fail in what they're trying to do, yep. what they're trying to win at. So, I mean, there's so many corny stories where you can be like, the person's failed, and then they became the best to ever do it. Um, not LeBron James. He was always the best. <laughs> but I just know. I think we have to give, we have to give kids handles to yep. things. And not get mad at them when mm-hmm. they fail in the thing that they want to do. Yep. That's so good. Um, and the crazy thing is, like, if we don't do that and the church continues to stay old or the church continues to stay in its rhythms and pace that it wants to and doesn't move with the now generation, <laughs> you know, like the, with Gen Z and, and Gen Alpha, then the church will die. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like, if we don't believe they're now, like, in, in five years when we want them to be the church or 10 years we want them to be the church, they won't be there. Yeah. The church will be non-existent. And I love, like, the story we heard the pastor say about where they had to shut a church down mm-hmm. and because they were, they're not staying up to the times within culture, within relevancy of, like, whether it's the music, whether it's the paint on the walls, the yeah. carpet, or the church building, whatever it looks like. And the church eventually died because people stopped going to it. They're like, yeah, this is, this is kind of old in here. Like, I, it doesn't feel like me. Mm-hmm. And the, the excuse was we're trying to honor the legacy of those who sowed into this church. Mm-hmm. And eventually the church sh- shut down and he's like, you're not on- honoring their legacy with this. You're killing their legacy. Yeah. What those faithful few who started the church sowed their entire lives, their mortgages into is now gone. Yeah. And because you didn't want to shift with the new generation. You didn't want to shift with culture. You didn't want to shift with where church is going and, and what, and what Jesus is doing right now. It's like, now nah, we don't want to rap around stage. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't want to play upbeat music. Yeah. It's like, well, if you don't, if you don't move with that trend or whatever, then people are going to stop coming and you don't honor anybody with that. And so we have to gear to the young, but we also have to lean into the wisdom of the wise, wisdom of the old, which I loved at that summer camp last night. Like the, the keys player was 65 years old, Hmm. 65 year old lady playing keys at a youth camp. (laughs) I was like, let's go. And she was killing it. And she's like, man, I'm just the mother of the worship team. And I love these kids. I love the youth. And cause she's gearing, she's up there gearing toward the young. And these kids support her and want to lean into her wisdom mm-hmm. uh, of worship and of, of like scripture and, and her, her walk, her faith. But it's like, if we, if we miss that, if there's a disconnect between the youth and the adults, you know, or the kids and the adults or the kids and the senior pastor, then where, I don't know where the church, that's, that's my fear. It's like, I don't know where the church will be. And what I love, like one of the favorite things I've loved this summer is that at two summer camps, I was at the senior pastor from those churches was at that camp oh, as well. Yeah, that's not dope. The entire time. Yeah. Leading a cabin. Failed seventh people. graders. The guy, the guy yesterday, Pastor Brad, he was playing bass hey. on the youth worship team. 
leading the charge. Yeah. I was like, let's go. This is it. Yeah. And he's like, I was talking to him after. He's like, as a lead pastor, like you get discouraged because you don't really see the fruit. That's why it's a must that as a lead pastor, you should be at youth camp because mm. that's where you see the fruit of what Jesus is doing mm. in these kids' lives, in the future of their family. Like that's the fruit. It's like if you miss it, like you may never see the fruit of what you're preaching of your investment into the lives. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, bro, you're awesome. You're here at youth camp. Like this is crazy. Like has could do so many other things. But he's like, yep, it's helping out every Every part, like every part of summer camp, yeah. the lead pastor was like, yeah, mom, do it. <laughs> I'll serve the food. <laughs> I'll create the shower. Like they had to create showers at this church that they were doing camp at. And yep, I'll, I'll create the showers. I'll do this. I'm like, there's so much humility in yeah. that. And he's just like, man, I'm here to fan, fan mm. the flame. So we, we got it. We got to gear to the young, but also like, yeah. lean to the wise. Oh, and, and, I, and I think what, what's interesting is most if you talk to older friends, yep. they they want the younger generation to learn from their mistakes, their successes, mm. all of those different things. And the older mentors I have in my life, um, like I'll tell them like stuff that's going on in my life, stuff I'm walking through. And uh, instead of the judgment that I think a lot of us fear, yeah. they're like, dang, I did that too. And I'm like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember, when, I remember when that happened three times. I was like, ah. <laughs> and I'm three like, times. And I'm like, wow, like you actually have like a lot of, you actually, I mean, of course you have a lot of wisdom, but they're so willing to share their stories and their pain. And, and that's where young people can learn. And I think a lot of it is, and I think this is true. And I think it's something we always have to see is the older, older generations are scared. Cause like we're losing, mm. we're losing what we have. We're yeah. losing what we built. We're losing what we had. Uh, it was funny. I keep sharing this story cause it's just hilarious to me. There was a young woman at our camp. And she came up to me. She said, Nate, I'm going to take your job. And I shared, I was at one of our campuses and I shared that. And I said, hey, in 10 years, we're five or six, you know, in 10 years, um, I'm not going to be here. This, this, yeah. this, this woman will yeah. be here. And they like looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, isn't that what we should be about? Come on. Like, like I'm That's in it. 10 years, I'll be 34. Okay. So I understand I'm going to be like an old man, but like. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, there's stuff I'm going to want to hold on to. Yeah. And this young woman is probably going to know way more about the generation that's coming up at that time than I will. So if it comes down to it and I'm still here and she's like, hey, I want to work here. I'm like, take my job. Yeah. Like, that's what we yeah. should be setting younger yeah. people up for. That's what we should be doing. I understand there's like roles and stuff to learn, but if they go through the process and they go through the fire and I'm like, and they're really about this, yeah, how could I not? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that, like it's actually set like a fire into me. I'm like, let's go. Like I got to clean my stuff up. I got to, I got to work better. I got to get my work ethic right. I need to be on time because there's people who are looking at us and going, I want to do, I want to be what, do what they're yep. doing. And I got to fan that into flame. And so I called one, one of their leaders the other day. I said, yo, this is what we were told. This person wants to be a pastor. And not that that's the biggest deal in the world, but hey, this person wants to be a pastor. Yep. We got to start leading them yep. today. Come on. We, can't, we can't wait. We can't play. You know, People would take it super serious. And like, we can't play with their souls. We also can't play with their livelihood. Yep. And if there's something we want to be about, we got it. We got to raise it up. Yep. So I don't know. That is, I just yep. think about that story. I'm like, if we're leaning into the wisdom of the old, if we're leaning into that, it's like, I see someone that's like, hey, I'm going to take your job. And instead of going, 
I'm scared. I'm afraid. The young people are going to take my job. At some point, yes. Like, we're not. We have to hold everything we do like this and let the young people grab it, work with it. And we go, ah, maybe don't do that. Ah, maybe fix that. And then we have actually a full project that everyone, like, worked on together instead of just one. Because that's the thing, right? It's like right now it's one era of of generation that's work that's gear that's making everything for people that they don't know Mm. most most of america or most of the world that's what churches are like is like that church they're they're gearing towards older they're gearing towards money hello like they're gearing towards that and the people who ain't got no money they're like ah not for me i'm out dang okay you know most (laughs) here we go most nonprofit organizations Uh, and churches are actually funded by the ones that give like $25 a month mm. as opposed to the huge, obviously the more money you give, right? Like yeah. someone who drops like three grand, right? But, um, but it's actually funded more, especially nonprofits are funded more by the, the small givers, but there's more small givers. Yep. So they're funded more by that. Dang. So why, so why do we gear towards one way, big donors, big donors right? I've done, I've been a part of organizations, um, and like that, where it's like, why are we doing it this way when the faithful few are the ones that actually help driving yeah. and are actually in yeah. the ministry? Come on. Um, in closing, what would you say is the secret sauce to reaching the future church? Like if you're like, in order for the church to be the church in the future, the best church it can be because we support the local church. Yeah. We work for the local church. I hope we work for the local church the rest of our lives. It don't matter if it's Tacoma or yeah. wherever around the world. But we want the church to continue to exist. And in order for that to happen and to be the best church it can be, what's the secret sauce? Wow, that is a deep question. <laughs> when my 24 years, you know, leading to the wisdom of the old, 24 years of wisdom. Um, no, I'm playing. Uh, I think it's just going to be uh, highly care about relationships and be willing to let people fail. I think, I think that's the big deal. Um, obviously, we understand that there's um hopefully understand everyone's everyone's human and i think so often when we see students fail we see younger people fail we go all right that's a wrap and that's most being from gen z and being very close to gen alpha like that's the biggest fear in the world and i want to be in a place where um and i think and i in talking to students they want to be in a place where it's like i can't do this 100 percent yet but the person highly wants to be with me and hang out with me, and I can fail. Like, if I can't do the talk right the first time, can I, can I do it again? Or is it like, oh, you can't do it right, you're out. You know, if, oh, I can't play an instrument right the first time. Can I learn how to play the instrument and be redeemed and do it again? That kind of thing. Or if I was a wild person at the, at the youth ministry and I was talking the whole time or cussing the whole time, <laughs> and now I want to take it serious. Yeah. Will you let me in? Or is it like, ooh, remember what you did? Remember who you were. And I think that's what it's going to be is relationships and allowing uh, the younger generation to fail. Like every other generation (laughs) has gotten to do. Everyone gets to move on. But for some reason, the young people are like, figure it out. That's so good. Yeah. Come on. Well, you heard it here, folks. Let's go. That's a wrap. Let's go. The collab season one, episode nine. (laughs) The future of the church. We believe in the future of the church. And we love Gen Z. We love the church. I'm excited. Hyped up. Man, summer camps be getting me going. For real. They're exhausted. Joe's ready to go. They're exhausted. He's ready to preach again. But (laughs) I'm ready. Let's go, bro. Run through this wall right here. (laughs) 
but yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so yep. much for, for tuning in. Um, every platform, encourage you guys, write and re- review, comment, like, subscribe. Um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. SoundCloud, wherever you, SoundCloud, wherever you can listen wherever. to us. Wherever you listen to audio, we're there probably. But encourage you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for those who have commented on yep. YouTube um who shared this on on their instagram um we encourage it like we want to hear your feedback we want to hear what you guys want to know like what do you want to hear about um what do you guys want us to speak into like with transparency and honesty to where we're at 29 and 24 like hey we want to help raise up this generation and bring these conversations to light and so we we receive the feedback five stars only <laughs> but share comment subscribe five stars. we love you guys we'll see you next time Peace.